0: In today's show, Bitcoin price nears three-week high. As traders say, sub-7% CPI may see a $19,000 Bitcoin price action. And breaking news just in, CryptoZoo's Logan Paul called CoffeeZilla and said he is deleting the two responses and dropping the lawsuit threats. In fact, he already deleted one of the videos. I'll be reading this response from... Paul to CoffeeZilla. Also more breaking news. Forbes, which specializes in estimating net worth, says that Barry Silbert is now worth zero, down from $3 billion. That's right. The digital currency group, DCG, which Silbert founded in 2015, has $2 billion in debt. Silbert said in a letter, to investors. Also, crypto conglomerate DCD is being investigated by the Department of Justice and the SEC. I'll be breaking down this latest report. Also in today's show, macroeconomic data points towards intensifying pain for crypto investors in 2023. That's right. Chances of a crypto bull market this year decreases as the Fed maintains a hawkish stance and threats of a recession in the U.S. economy continue to appear. Also in today's show, analytics firm Santiment issues crypto market warning and says Tread carefully after vital metric flashed red. I'll be breaking this down for you. Also in today's show, Coin Bureau analyst details 2023, crypto outlook outlook and the date on potential market turnaround, quoting guy here. I would hope that we'll be starting to see green shoots, starting to see signs of recovery towards the end of the year, maybe sort of late quarter three, early, quarter four, but that would be, you know, at the very earliest for that. Also in today's show, breaking news, BlackRock makes Bitcoin eligible investment to a $15 billion fund. That's right, BlackRock, the world's largest asset manager that controls over 10 trillion in asset under management is adding Bitcoin as an eligible investment to its flagship global allocation fund, which is one of the most preferred vehicles for ordinary and passive investors. We'll also be taking a look at the overall crypto market, all this plus so much more in today's show. Hey, what's good, crypto fam? This is first and foremost a video show. So, if you want the full premium experience, visit our YouTube channel at CryptoNewsAlerts.net. Again, that's CryptoNewsAlerts.net. Welcome everyone tuning in to today's live show, a Crypto News Alerts podcast episode number eleven hundred and fifty-six. Today is January seventh, twenty twenty-three, and I am your host, JV. Let's kick it off. Checking out. Coin360.com, you can see Bitcoin currently trading up about a half a percent for the day, just above 16900 trying very hard to get past that $17,000 barrier, but struggling to do so. We got Ether down 0.17%, trading at around $1,261, while Binance Coin, XRP, Doge, and Litecoin are all in the green, while Polkadot, solana are correcting and in the red and checking out coinmarketcap.com you can see the current crypto market cap sitting at 823 billion dollars with 22 billion in volume in the past 24 hours with the current bitcoin dominance at 39.6 percent and the ether dominance at 18.8 percent and checking out the top 100 crypto gainers in the past 24 hours the central land finally with a nice pump up nine percent for the day trading above 35 cents followed by the sandbox up 9% trading above 45 and a half cents followed by Ethereum Classic up 7% trading just above 20 bucks and below that we have Synthetics and Algorand. And checking out the top 100 crypto gainers for the week, you can see massive gains for the alts, which is definitely a good sign and very long overdue after the massacre we have witnessed in the previous weeks. We have Solana up over 30%, Lido Dow up a whopping 54%, and Hex up 33%. And checking out one of my favorite indicators, the Crypto Greed and Fear Index, shows we're currently rated at 25 in Extreme Fear. Yesterday was a 26, last week a 25, and last month a 25 in Extreme Fear. So there you have it. Let me know if you're currently short-term bullish or bearish on the King Crypto. And now let's dive into our Bitcoin technical analysis for the day and check out some of the charts. Bitcoin traded near, very close to seventeen thousand this morning, January seventh, after the end of the first year's trading week. Delivered a spike higher. All eyes are on the CPI data from Coin Telegraph Market to Point Trading View. Shared that it briefly passed the seventeen thousand dollar mark the day prior, but it was very temporary. The pair has seen flash volatility on the back of fresh economic data from the U.S., this nonetheless fading to leave the key level unflipped. As resistance, nonetheless, the brief uptick delivered Bitcoin's highest price point since December twentieth, twenty twenty two. Reacting, market participants continue to look to next week's CPI print as a key potential catalyst for risk assets. Quoting crypto analyst Mikhail Benepop, unemployment will rally in the coming months. Yields will fall off of a cliff if CPI is low, and he also says relief rally is close. Finally, looks like Bitcoin is ready to break out of the sixteen to seventeen thousand base range. It's been stuck in. For the past several weeks, initiate the squeeze. Hopeful trader Crypto Calio continued. Now, should the CPI data show inflation decreasing quicker than expected, meanwhile, it could provide fuel for a trip to multi-month highs near nineteen thousand dollars. Future trader Satoshi Flipper added, and also along with this chart. Now, zooming out, fellow trader and analyst rec Capital joined the growing consensus over the current narrow trading range on Bitcoin forming the next macro bottom zone. Quoting him here, the current Bitcoin price action will likely figure as an important cluster in the formation of the bear market bottom accumulation range he determined and in a further demonstration of the pain already being endured by hodlers on-chain analytics firm Glassnode showed that bitcoin has seen its second largest realized cap drawdown that's right the realized cap describes the aggregate price at which the bitcoin supply last moved and its decrease reflects realized losses from selling, quoting, checkmate here. The 2022-2023 Bitcoin bear market has seen the realized cap drawdown by negative 18.8%, the second largest in history and eclipsed only by the pico bottom of the 2011 bear market. Investors have weathered a total of $88 billion in net realized losses like, whoa. So there you have it. Now for some breaking news with the saga going on between CryptoZoo's Logan Paul and CoffeeZilla. And if you missed it, here's a little recap of what you missed. Now, CryptoZoo was a project, an NFT project, which was released. Actually, um, I apologize. I don't think it was ever officially released like the game and all the things they promised. However, they started selling it. Years ago, millions of dollars were ultimately stolen. Uh, Logan Paul points the fingers at one of his uh, constituents. Crypto King says he got away with the $6 million. I sold, made nothing. Long story short, Logan's name is attached to it. And obviously CryptoZoo is being considered a scam considering he never released the information as he's supposed to, never delivered the actual project, kind of just took the money, ended up being like a rug pull and just swept it under the rug hoping nobody would, you know, bring it back up. But – Unfortunate for Logan Paul, CoffeeZilla made a three-part series, which he said he spent over a year making, and CoffeeZilla released it. It went absolutely viral. CoffeeZilla went from one and a half million subscribers to like two and a half million in a matter of a month, and Logan Paul then threatens uh, CoffeeZilla for uh, defamation, say, I'm going to sue you, yada, 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 and now Logan Paul has stepped back and realized, wow, I think I made another mistake, and now is uh, basically Pulling back and, uh, his claims of suing CoffeeZilla and ultimately apologizing in this letter. So let me read this to you because this is pretty fascinating, uh, to say the least. Here we go. Let me actually show you the screen here. Boom, boom, boom. Okay, Logan called me. He said he's deleting the two responses and dropping the lawsuit threats. I believe he's making a third response, which I'll be delaying my video to include. Hopefully this time he takes accountability and refunds the victims at CryptoZoo. That's what matters. Now here's the actual letter that Logan wrote to CoffeeZilla. Hey, all, just wanted to update you. I deleted my initial response to coffee series. It was rash and misaligned with the true issue at hand. So I called him today and apologized. The war is not with coffee. In fact, I am grateful he brought this to light. I will be taking accountability, apologizing, and coming forward with a plan in the near future. Thank you all for believing in this project and sticking with me. I know it's been a bumpy, but your support is everything to me, and I will make this right. And I'll be keeping you updated with the latest unfolding As it continues as I am very heavily looking forward to CoffeeZilla's response. But what are your thoughts surrounding Logan Paul and the cryptozoo scam and his response to CoffeeZilla? Let me know in the comments below. And now more breaking news, which I shared in the intro. Forbes which specializes in estimating the net worth of you know famous people, celebs, and so forth, says that Barry Silbert is now worth zero, down from a whopping $3 billion. And if you don't know, Barry Silbert is the owner of the Digital Currency Group, which is also the owner of Coindesk, also the owner of the Grayscale Bitcoin Trust. So this is very alarming to say the least. And in fact, the Department of Justice and SEC is currently investigating Barry Silbert and the Digital Currency Group. Group. So now let's break this down as our next breaking story of the day. Here we, here we go. And this is, uh, Barry Silbert right here, if you're not familiar with him. Check it. Officials with the U.S. Department of Justice, Eastern District in New York, and the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission are examining transfers between the Digital Currency Group and the conglomerate's Genesis subsidiary, Bloomberg reported. Late Friday, prosecutors with the Department of Justice, Eastern District, and New York office have so far requested interviews and documents from DCG and Genesis, the report said. While the SEC appears to be in a similarly early stage of its own inquiry, the report, which cited people familiar with the matter, said that neither Genesis nor DCG, which is also the parent company of Coindesk, have so far been accused Of wrongdoing, The inquiry seems specifically focused on the financial interplay between Genesis and DCG, according to the report. CoinDesk reported in late June that Genesis trading was facing major losses due to loans made to the now imploded hedge fund Three Arrows Capital, later filing a claim for $1.2 billion. Then DCG assumed the claim for Genesis. But in November, Genesis announced that its lending unit would suspend withdrawals, which had knock-on effects against companies like Gemini, which is owned by the Winklevoss twins, which relied on Genesis for its earn platform. Now, the Winklevoss and DCG founder Barry Silvert have since become publicly feuding, which I've been covering here on the show, over issues arising from this suspension. Genesis has also undertaken major layoffs in the past few months, replacing its executive leadership and nearly having its headcount since August, definitely not a good sign. The subsequent implosion of the crypto empire FTX further damaged the Genesis books. Now, Genesis has also tapped advisors to explore options which could potentially go as far as to include a Chapter 11 bankruptcy filing. And as of early December, Genesis creditors had made claims totaling upwards of $1.8 billion. Coindesk reported – At the time, now another DCG subsidiary, which is Grayscale, is also facing issues with its key Bitcoin trust product, a discount in the price of a share of the trust relative to the price of Bitcoin broke 50% last month, indicating a lack of trust in the product or in the investor's ability to cash out of it. Now, spokespeople for Genesis and DCG did not immediately return requests for comment. A DCG spokesperson told Bloomberg on Friday that the company was unaware of any EDNY investigation while a Genesis Person told the news outlet that it maintains regular dialogue with regulators, but couldn't comment on any specific issues. So there you have it. This is very alarming. Also got to point out, there's been back and forth with that open letter from uh, Cameron Winklevoss to Barry Silbert. So this is all being aired publicly online. And obviously, I would guess that Barry Silbert doesn't have the 1.8 billion or whatever that number is, uh, liquid and available to pay that to make the, uh, the Gemini earn customers whole once again. And this is very alarming considering the Grayscale Bitcoin Trust holds hundreds of thousands of Bitcoin. So if DCG was to go under, realistically, how would this impact the overall Bitcoin and crypto market? It could be an absolute disaster. So we'll be keeping a close eye on this, and I'll be keeping you up to date. And hopefully things work out, but they're not looking so great at this time. It's not a good sign when all the executives are let go. They're downsizing the company to cut the staff. All great signs of a red flag, so we'll see how this plays out with their investigation with uh, the Department of Justice and the SEC. With that being shared, now let's discuss our next story of the day and discuss some potential max pain ahead. Undoubtedly, 2022 was one of the worst years for Bitcoin buyers, primarily because the asset's price dropped by 65%. While there were some explicit reasons for the drop, such as the Luna crash in May and the FTX implosion in November, the most important reason was the US Federal Reserve policy of tapering and raising interest rates. So yeah, thank the Fed. Now Bitcoin's price had dropped 50% from its peak to lows of 33,000 before the Luna crash thanks to the Fed rate hikes. The first significant drop in the Bitcoin price was due to the growing market uncertainty around the potential rate hike rumors November of 2021. And by January 2022, the stock market had already started showing cracks due to the increasing pressure of imminent tapering, which also had negatively impacted crypto prices, which we can currently see here in the Bitcoin daily price chart. Now check it, fast forward. A year, and the crypto market continues to face the same problem where the headwinds from the Fed rate hikes have restricted substantial bullish moves. The worst part is that this regimen may last much longer than the market participants expect. Now, the dot-com bubble of 1999 to 2000 could teach investors a lot about the current crypto winner, and it continues to paint a grim picture for this year, 2023. The tech-heavy Nasdaq composite inflated to enormous levels by early 2000s, and this bubble burst when the Fed began raising interest rates in 1999 and 2000. As credit became more expensive, the amount of easy money shrank in the market, causing the NASDAQ to drop from its peak by a whopping 77%. Now, the crypto market is currently facing the same scenario. Fed Chairman Jerome Powell is hell-bent on curbing inflation, and the means there will be higher rates for some time ahead. Minneapolis Federal Reserve President Neil Kashkari wrote in a blog post recently, he expects the terminal rates to go up by 5.4% by June 2023. Currently, the rates are in the four and a quarter to 4.5% range. Now, notably, at the time of the dot-com bubble, the Fed stopped increasing rates in May of uh, 2000, but the downturn in the NASDAQ continued for the next two years. Thus, we can expect the crypto market to drop further at least until the Fed pivots. There is a risk of the current bear market stretching even longer if the U.S. economy experiences a recession similar to 2001. Now, let's discuss the increasing signs of the recession, according to a report by Mrs. Institute Analyst, Ryan McMakin, the M2 money supply, the US dollar turned negative in November of 2022 for the first time in a 28-year period. It is an indicator of potential recession, which is usually preceded by slowing rates of money supply growth. While McMakin acknowledged the possibility of the negative money supply growth indicator turning into a false signal, he added, it is generally a red flag for economic growth and employment. It also serves as just one more indicator that the so-called soft landing promised by the Fed is unlikely to ever be a reality. Now, the latest report from the Institute of Supply Management also shows U.S. economic activity contracted for the second consecutive month in December. The Purchasing Manager's Index came in at 48.3% for December and values below 50% signify contraction. It suggests that the demand for manufactured goods is declining, probably an impact of higher interest rates. Now, the average U.S. recession since 1857 lasted 17 months with six Uh, Recession since 1980, lasting less than 10 months. This recession technically began in August of 2022 with two-quarters of negative GDP growth. Historical averages shows that the current recession may last until June 2023 to January 2024. So can favorable conditions form sooner than 2024? Absolutely, let's discuss it. The crypto market needs the realm of easy money to return to build a sustainable bull run. However, based on the Fed's current plan, those conditions look far away in the future. So again, thank the Fed. Only a black swan event that forces the US government to resort to quantitative easing with low interest rates and economic stimulus like it did during the COVID pandemic can ignite another bull run. According to independent market analyst Ben Lilly, a bubble might be forming in the consumer loan sector, which has grown exponentially in the last decade to nearly a trillion dollars which is currently larger than the entire crypto market cap the rise was particularly steep in the last two years since the US government stopped writing stimulus checks literally infers that the sector could collapse if many borrowers default on their loans due to the growing economic strain. He also noted that it'll take government stimulus to solve. Now, the timeline for a bubble burst is one of the most challenging things to predict. It could possibly coincide with a recession's end sometime late 2023 or 2024. But still, until the confirmation of a Fed pivot or quantitative eases come along, most investors expect the crypto markets to remain in a downtrend. And to date, the total crypto market cap has declined by 75 percent from its peak of $3 trillion. Remember the golden days? The 2017 peak of around $750 billion is a crucial support and resistance level for the market. If this level breaks, the industry's total market cap can slip below $500 billion, which definitely wouldn't be a good sign. While there could be temporary bear market rallies, the macroeconomic pressures are likely to undermine all positive moves. So there you have it. Let me know if you agree or disagree with this forecast that we're likely to remain in an economic recession until the end of this year or potentially leading into 2024 which is around the time of the next Bitcoin having let me know in the comments right down below now let's break down the latest from sentiment analytics and shout out to sentiment I was on their live show yesterday and uh, we discussed some really good things for the new year and if you missed it be sure to check it out let's break this down shall we crypto analytics platform sentiment is sending out a warning on the heels of a moderate altcoin rally recorded over the past couple of days that's right red alert sentiment says that a a recent increase in the number of positive terms on social media platforms could herald a bearish reversal. According to sentiment, euphoria and the fear of missing out that are known as FOMO have reached two-month highs, and this usually is an indication that a local top is in. High levels of opposite sentiment—fear, uncertainty, and doubt—usually signal the reaching of a bottom. Per sentiment, quoting them here, this week's modest crypto rally, particularly for altcoins, has led to a spike in social media mentions of terms like buy, buying, bottom, and bullish. Historically, these positive terms are signs of euphoria and FOMO. Tread carefully. At this spot, now some of the altcoins have soared since Sunday, including Solana, which at the time is up 43 percent from $9.83 to above 14 bucks. And the decentralized autonomous organization DAO of Liquid Staking Protocol, Lido DAO, is up 49 percent from 95 cents to a dollar 42. And on Ethereum, sentiment says that while the second largest crypto asset by market cap has only moved up slightly, well, interest has risen to a three-week high as they share here. As altcoins have heated up, Ethereum quietly rebounded back above 1260 for the first time in three weeks though not quite at the level of the big whale dip buys on december 16th whales are showing increased interest again now ethereum which reached a local low of 1168 dollars december 16th is currently trading at around 1250 dollars at the time of this recording and with the question being posed now which altcoins are you most bullish on for 2023 let me know in the comments right down below with that being shared now let's discuss when this market is likely realistically to turn around according to coin bureau let's break this down shall we the host of popular crypto channel Coin Bureau is expressing bullish sentiment for crypto assets this year. In an interview with crypto personality Benjamin Cohen, Coin Bureau's Guy Turner says that the earliest crypto assets can start recovering from the bear market either late in July to September quarter or early in October to December quarter. Quitting him here, I would hope that we'll be starting to see green shoots, starting to see signs of recovery towards the end of the year, maybe sort of late Q3, early Q4, but that would, you know, be at the earliest for that. Guy, however, says that the prices of crypto assets are likely to reach new local lows first this year, possibly before April, prior to a market recovery, quoting him here. I'm expecting that we are going to see new lows probably in the first quarter would be my best guess. I think we've got to look forward to that and probably in terms of price action, I would imagine a fair amount of trading sideways really for the rest of the year. Now, according to Coin Bureau, host 2023 will be marked by slow accumulation and is unlikely to turn out to be a specula- uh, speculatory interest Interesting year uh an interesting or in terms of price action, I don't think we're going to see a spectacularly interesting year in those sorts of terms. I think it is going to be a year, especially once those lows are in, I think it is going to be a year of slow accumulation for dollar cost averaging and things like that. It is certainly a year to proceed with caution and to watch this video. He did check the show notes below the video in the description. And what are your thoughts surrounding more boring sideways trading action for the rest of this year? Could you imagine we're just like stuck in a range? Like, we have been stuck in for the past couple of months since the FTX debacle, but imagine that for like the rest of the year. That would be a nightmare to say the least, but hey. Be prepared for all potential scenarios because anything can absolutely happen, and to not be prepared is not doing the right thing at the end of the day. So prepare for all cases of anything which can potentially happen. With that being shared, now the moment we have all been waiting for. Let's discuss this breaking news, which is a pretty big deal because you got to keep in mind BlackRock is the largest asset manager in the world. They control over $10 trillion of assets under management on paper, and they just released a $15 billion fund for the King Crypto BTC. So let's break this down, shall we? Company filing shows that the move enables BlackRock to allocate part of its funds to $15 billion in cash settled Bitcoin futures traded on commodities exchange registered with the CFTC Global Allocation fund adopts a fully managed investment policy utilizing U.S. and foreign equity, debt, and money market securities, the combination of which are varied from time to time in response to economic trends. In normal market conditions, the primary fund invests at least 70% of its total assets in the securities of corporate and governmental issuers. Based on its past performance, it delivered a five-year annualized total return of 10.35% and ranks in the top third among its Category peers, quoting them here, the fund may invest in cash settled Bitcoin futures that are traded on commodity exchanges registered with the Commodity Futures Trading Commission. Filing states BlackRock made headlines last year when it added Bitcoin futures to derivatives products that the two of its funds can invest in. The development came shortly after their CEO of BlackRock, Larry Fink, provided a somewhat bullish take on the world's first cryptocurrency and a relatively rare endorsement. Fink said Bitcoin has caught the attention and could largely replace gold, but warned of its growing popularity that has a real impact on the US dollar. Back then, Fink who has grown BlackRock into the world's largest money management corporation, dismissed Bitcoin as nothing more than a vehicle for speculation and money laundering. Ironic, they would say that, eh? The world's largest asset manager launched a blockchain-focused ETF in April that provides investors with exposure to the crypto and blockchain industry. The company added the blockchain and tech ETF to its iShares product line, then BlackRock had inked a partnership deal with Prime Brokerage arm of US popular exchange Coinbase. The collaboration is however limited to Bitcoin and will allow BlackRock's institutional clients to have access to crypto trading, custody, prime brokerage and reporting via Coinbase Prime. The clients are also able to manage their Bitcoin and conduct risk analysis using BlackRock's software suite. Aladdin. Now, BlackRock also participated in $400 million funding round for Boston-based fintech startup Circle. In addition to its investment and role as a primary asset manager of USDC cash reserves, BlackRock entered into a partnership with Circle to explore capital market applications for its stablecoin. So there you have it. Now we know BlackRock controls and working with Circle, who controls USDC, which is the same company of coinbase it's also very interesting to see how this is all likely to play out in the future and also why isn't there a spot bitcoin etf already in the united states this question is specific for Gary Gensler, what are we freaking doing? Also, i like to point out that Barry Silbert has been attempting to transform the Grayscale Bitcoin Trust, which is the largest accumulation of Bitcoin in the world, into a spot Bitcoin ETF, and they keep getting denied by the SEC. Now, lo and behold, the SEC is investigating Barry Silbert and the Digital Currency Group. You can't make this stuff up, folks. And Don't forget to check out CryptoNewsAlerts.net for the full premium experience with video and to participate in the live. Q&A, and I look forward to seeing you on tomorrow's episode.